at 318-561-0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 12.15 p.m. Tahata, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Now, in Acts chapter 10, Peter is witnessing to Cornelius and his household and telling them about Jesus. And so he summarizes the ministry of Jesus in these few verses right here. Look at verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and works righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Everybody say, he is Lord of all. Lord See, of all. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus. Amen. And God anointed men to preach peace. In other words, we can have peace with God. Thank you. We can be brought back in the right fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. So I'm at peace with God this morning because I'm saved. Now, there's no peace to the wicked, saith God. If you're not saved, you really don't have any peace with God. But peace is a blessing because the Bible says God would bless his people. He would bless his people with peace. Are you his people? Then you ought to be receiving the blessing of peace. Go ahead and receive it right now. Go ahead and take peace right now. Peace for your weary soul. Amen. Cast your cares on God. Saying, I refuse to worry about anything. Receive peace. I receive the peace of God into my spirit, into my soul, and in, even into my body. Speak to your body. Say, peace be still. Praise God. Verse 37. That word I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism that John preached. Now, what did John preach? John preached that there was somebody coming after him who was mightier than him, whose shoes he wasn't even worthy to carry or to untie. He says, you're going to know him because he is the one that baptizes in the Holy Ghost. That's what John preached that men need to repent and get their hearts ready to receive the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And so, verse number 38, he summarizes Jesus' ministry, his earth ministry. He summarizes. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
And we are witnesses of these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. I'm going to tell you, Jesus is alive. Peter telling Canis, look, we ate and drank with the man after he rose from the dead. Jesus is not dead, he's alive. <laughs> That's the best news this world's ever heard. The greatest thing ever happened to you was receiving eternal life through Jesus Christ. It is the greatest gift you've ever received. Jesus is alive. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. That word remission carries with the idea of, of being forgiven as though they had never even occurred. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to tell you, that's good, ain't it? God, look at you and your sins like they ain't never happened through the blood of Jesus as if they never even happened. Anybody that believes in him has remission of sins. Your sins are forgiven. They're gone. They've been washed away with the precious blood of Jesus. He has washed us from our sins with his own blood. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm washed. I'm washed. Say, all my sins have been washed away. Can you imagine standing before God as if you'd never committed a sin? Boy, that's right standing, ain't it? That you can stand before God, and you know you're wrong. You know you've done some bad things, some evil things. You know you lied, you're still, you done cussed. <laughs> you done backbit, slandered, gossip. And you can stand before him like you ain't never did none of that. That's what you call grace. That's what you call mercy. That's what you call God's goodness. To him give all the prophets witness. See, all the prophets testify about the coming Messiah. They all give witness that through his name, whoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. I'm going to tell you, the anointing was so strong in that room. The anointing was so powerful that when Peter opened his mouth, I mean, he ain't even been preaching five minutes. He's gotten a few sentences out of his mouth. And there's so much power. You got the presence of God there because God ordained that meeting, didn't he? Who set up the meeting? God set the meeting up, didn't he? Didn't he set the meeting up? Did he set the meeting up or didn't he? Did he set the meeting up? He told Cornelius, go get a man called Peter. Go get that man called Peter. Send for him. So the meeting been ordained by God. Do you think God's going to show up? He set the meeting up. The meeting been set up by God. Who set this meeting up? Thank God it wasn't me. Say, Pastor, you put the schedule out there. Yeah, God told me to do it. Told me what time to have service and everything. Who set the meeting up? God set this meeting up. Do you think he's here? Yeah. Absolutely he's here. He 
he set the meeting up? While he's speaking. While Peter yet spoke. Interruption that just happened. I mean, just the five God fell in that room. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. Now, they're sitting there because they have great expectation. Because Cornelius done told all of them. I saw an angel. Told me to send for a man named Peter. Y'all better be at this meeting. And angels involved. I believe there's angels here. Glory to God. While Peter yet spake these words, there was such anticipation. Actually, when Peter said, now what y'all call us here for? Cornelius said, we are here. We've been commanded by God to be here to hear what God done told you to tell us. Now, did you come to church like that this morning? So there was expectancy there. That's an ingredient that you got to have if you want to see great things from God. You got to be expecting God to do something, to say something that's going to minister to you where you are. So they're sitting there and they say, man, we've been waiting for days for you to get here. Then wonder, what this man going to tell us? Oh, God's going to speak to us. God done ordained a meeting. Y'all better be there. They have such expectancy when they heard that Jesus was alive, that he wasn't dead, that he was alive. Peter said, look, we ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. They said, he alive. Glory to God. Can you imagine the atmosphere in that room when Peter say, Jesus, not like in churches today, you say Jesus alive. People say, yeah, amen. It ain't real to them. It's got to be real to you. That he's real. He's a real person. And he's God. And he's your redeemer. And he loves you. And he knows you by your name. And he ordained that you be here today. Praise the Lord. He said, we're here to hear what God has told you to tell us. And while Peter is, is preaching, the Holy Ghost is examining hearts. See, while I'm preaching, your heart being, God's looking. He's examining. Are you receiving? You see, are, you, are you here? You know, I ain't talking about physically. Are you here with your whole heart? Are you here with your mind and your thinking? Are you there? And so the Holy Ghost is looking. Notice he said, and the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. While Peter was just speaking, the Holy Ghost was looking. And then all of a sudden, those people were in one accord with their expectation. Everyone that heard the word. Everyone who was receptive and receiving what Peter said, the Holy Ghost, waiting on you to position yourself to receive. While I'm preaching, the Holy Ghost can fall on you. It'll mess up everything. Mess up Peter's sermon. The Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, can you imagine while Peter's preaching? Now, he's preaching to Gentiles, non-Jewish people, just like you are, many of us. 
to everyone that had great expectation, to everyone who had ears to hear, when they heard Peter, they received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, and the Holy Ghost filled them with the Spirit of God. And that was the evidence, and that's the evidence that Peter and them needed that they had received the same gift that they received on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. I'm going to tell you, anticipation. Are y'all ready? Yes. All right, now, let me give you the word for today. Go back to verse number 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, I'm going to show you the glory of God in this verse right here. The word anoint means it is a sacred act of God to consecrate and to set apart for a particular purpose or office and furnishing that individual with the necessary authority and power to, to fulfill its administration. So God anointed, let me say, that's God the Father here we're talking about. The Father anointed Jesus, consecrated him, set him apart for that messianic office that he was standing in at that time. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. So we see here the power of God right here, right? All right? The glory of God is manifested in the power of God. Isn't that right? God demonstrated his power. Now, that's the power of God. He says, who went about doing good. There go your goodness right there. There's your goodness. He went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. There's the presence. All three of them right there. You got the power, you got the presence, and you got the goodness. The word power means divine force, divine strength, supernatural ability, and divine power. Everything about the word dunamis is divine. It's the power of God. We're talking about God's strength, his supernatural ability. So, so Jesus was anointed by the Holy Ghost with divine strength, divine power, divine force, amen, divine ability. I mean supernatural ability. Each one of you have supernatural ability in you. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you received it when you got baptized. You shall receive power. So God gave you the same anointing, put the same spirit upon you. You got the same Holy Ghost. Jesus got the power. He got the Holy Ghost. How many you got the Holy Ghost? How many you got the power? You better keep your hand up because you can't have the Holy Ghost and not have no power. How you going to have the Holy Ghost don't have no power? They come together. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good. Now, that word good, guess what it means? It means to do good. <laughs> Boy, that's revelation, ain't it? He was doing good. What does that mean? He was doing good. That means he wasn't doing bad. He wasn't doing evil. He wasn't doing wicked. He was doing good to people. He was blessing people. He was healing people. He was anointing people. That word also means to bestow good. It means to dispense good to others. Now, when you have a, when you have a, uh, a soap dispenser, what does it do? Dispense means release to you, right? But you had to make a demand on it, don't it? 
You either got to put your hand under that or you got to push a button. It's going to give you something. So when God is dispensing good to you, all you got to do is be positioned for it. And good just come out of him. Good just come all out. Thank you, Lord. Right there. The goodness. It's the goodness. He just poured out. It just rushes forth out of him. The goodness. It's good. It just come right out of Jesus. <laughs> he can look at you and good come to you. Coming to you right now. <laughs> you didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you he's good. He was dispensing good. Everywhere he went, good things happened. Jesus didn't have a bad trail behind him. The only bad left that Jesus left was people that was mad at him for doing good. People got mad at him for healing the sick. That religion don't want you well. That devil don't want you well. But everywhere Jesus went, he dispensed good to people. He poured it, he poured it out on them. He just poured it out on them. He did it. Because he here. See, Jesus is here right now. He ordained this meeting. He ordained you to be here. Now it's up to you what you're going to take away. <laughs> Praise God. He dispenses good. He dispenses peace. He dispenses strength. Who over here needs strength right now? Who feel weakness? You feel weakness? Take it. Strength. He dispenses. He just give it. He already paid the price. <laughs> I see somebody need comfort. Right here. She need comfort. Just giving it to you. All you do is take it. <laughs> he already paid the price. See, you ain't got to go in your wallet. You ain't got to pull your credit card out. Jesus already paid for it. It's free. Doing good, to do good, to bestow benefits. He forgives sins. He blesses with strength and peace. He meets people physical, their emotional, their spiritual needs. He loves, he teaches, he delivers from bondage. He breaks the power and the control of sin in people's life. I mean, any good you can think about, Jesus can do it. And he will do it, and he is doing it. <laughs> Ah, when you're, when you're comforted, you just have an inward knowing that it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> Why stress when it's in the hands of the master? <laughs> Why are you all stressed out when you don't put it in his hand? He ain't slack concerning his promises. Healing. He was healing all. Everybody say healing all. Healing all. all right, if we was in that meeting where he was that day, everybody had to get healed. Everybody get healed. Everybody that want to be healed. Healing all. Listen to what other translations say. 
One says healing all who are under the tyranny of the devil. Devil been terrorizing you, just lording it over you. You've been had some sickness lording it over you, some problem lording it over you. You had anything in your life been taking your peace from you? Anything in your life made life hard and burdensome? It don't matter what it is. Curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the devil. How many of y'all been harassed by the devil? Just harassed, harassing spirit. Just trying to keep you under. The devil wants to try to, by force, just keep you under his thumb. He wants to rule with an iron fist because he has no mercy. Jesus was healing, curing all who were harassed or oppressed by the devil. He was healing all who were under the power of the devil. He was healing all who were oppressed, harassed, or under the power of the devil. That's what he did. This is how Peter summarized his ministry. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went about just dispensing good to people. <laughs> Blessing people with what they needed to make their life better. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. He came giving life. He came undoing the works of the devil. And then we got the devil right there, but he been outnumbered. You got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. You got the anointing. You got the power. You got good. That's God being who he is. When God dispensed good, evil, and bad, got to get out the way. See, when you receive peace, everything ain't peace got to go. You receive joy, everything that's sad about you got to go. You can't be sad and happy. You can't have joy and sadness. You can't have peace and turmoil. You can't have health and sickness. One of them got to go. When God move in, something move out. When the anointing is present, whatever's not of God, the anointing destroys it. Praise God. Oppress. Let's look at that word there. Let's get a picture of what oppression is, how the devil want to treat you. It means to exercise harsh control over one, to use one's power against another. That means the devil will use the power that he have against you. He ain't for you. It means to keep down or to rule over someone with burdensome or harshness by unjust exercise of authority. It means to crush or to burden by abuse of power and authority. See, the devil wants to abuse you. And one way he does it, he tries to do it through sickness because sickness will mess with your whole being. Mess your mind up, have you thinking God don't love you? Sickness will mess with people in a mighty way. Your physical health is important to the Lord. He wants you to be strong and healthy. That's the reason he was healing all. I mean, when Jesus found sickness and disease, he attacked it. It means to suppress, to keep someone down using cruel or unjust power. The devil wants to keep you down. Now you say, well, how do you know if you're under oppression? What's the effects of it? 
These are some of the, the side effects. When the devil's trying to lord it over you, these are some of the side effects. It causes you to feel distressed, gloomy, despondent, weighed down, cast down, discouraged, saddened, fearful, disheartened, depressed, sorrowful, and the list goes on and on of bad stuff that you ain't supposed to be living with. You're supposed to be living with fullness of joy. You're a light. That Jesus said, you're the light of the world. That means you ain't supposed to be walking in that depression. You ain't supposed to be fearful and sad and like you ain't going to make it, like you got no hope. Amen. Hopelessness is, a, is an effect of oppression. When a people are oppressed, they are downcast. They, are, they can't look up. They have no hope. They are weak and they feel helpless. And Jesus came to remove all of that from your life. That when you trust in him, you receive his strength. You receive his peace. You receive his joy. You receive the victory that he died to give you. And that he lives to enforce. Because you got a high priest that represents you in things pertaining to God. And he is there. He is the enforcer of that new covenant. And you're an heir of the covenant. But Jesus is the enforcer. And whenever he finds a people who believe in him, I'm going to tell you, he's able to dispense all kind of good. When people have expectation, when people believe that God wants them to be well, when people believe that Jesus is their healer, when people really believe that God loves them with all his heart, that he will withhold no good from them. He's looking. The Holy Ghost is examining you today. He's examining me. Looking at my heart and say, are you ready to receive what I really want to do in you? <laughs> He's here to dispense good. So Jesus was healing everybody that the devil had been harsh, cruel, evil to. I mean that he tried to oppress and depress them and push them down. I tell you, Jesus was raising them up. Everybody that the devil was pushing down, Jesus was pushing them up. Everybody the devil was trying to lock down, Jesus was unlocking them. All right, all right. Everybody the devil was trying to bind up and tie up, Jesus was coming along untying them. Yeah. Whatever Satan was doing, Jesus was undoing it. Yeah. Can you imagine the trail of destruction that Jesus left on the devil? Yeah. Everywhere he went, he left a trail of destruction. The devil said, we got to do something with him. So he moved upon men and said, kill him, get rid of him. And they plotted and schemed for three years, trying to figure out a way to, to minimize him, to reduce him to nothing, and they couldn't do it. Then every time they tried to press him down, he popped up. He ain't scared of nobody, he ain't scared of nothing. And he got power and authority over everything. And he knows it. And the devil knows. When Jesus would show up in the temple, devils would get scared. Oh, yeah. They would be shaking. Some of them would holler out, oh, we know who you are, this mighty one of God. Did you come to torment us before the time? They want to, what's your purpose being here? Why are you here? What you doing here? We've been in here. Jesus said, time for you to go. He read it, I'm anointed by the Holy Ghost. And he said that with all humility. 
knew who he was and what his assignment was. You see, this is what Jesus does. He manifests the presence, the power, and the goodness of God by dispensing good and healing anybody that's oppressed by the devil. He is vastly superior to any oppression. He has conquered the devil. Colossians 2.15 says that he spoiled principalities and power. That means he disarmed them. Made a show of them openly. He didn't do this private. He did it public. His resurrection was public. People didn't believe he rose from the dead. But then he did things no man living could do. That gave validity to the fact that he's alive. When that crippled man walked, everybody in Jerusalem knew that this was a miracle of God. They knew that man was born that way. And Peter said, it is the same Jesus that you crucified. He made this man whole. So they had to get together in a little council. Indeed, a notable miracle has been done in all Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. But that it spread no further. See, there go the devil again. That it spread no further. Let's threaten them that they don't preach. Let's command them not to teach in that name. But that devil hate that name because that is the name of deliverance. When you get prayed for in Jesus' name, he right there. You've been listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I trust that you receive the Word of God that will change your life and make you strong. This message is available for a gift of $8 postage paid. If you would like a copy of today's message, call us at 318-442-8100. That's 318-442-8100. Or write us at P.O. Box 13195, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71315. We invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m.